guys, welcome to the Accidental Fatherhood Podcast with James and Ash. We started this podcast because there isn't a lot of support out there for us guys. We're going through a pretty tough time right now. Yeah, yeah, accidents, not mistakes. Unplanned pregnancies and new relationships and what the f- is going on with our lives. So we're trying to bring a little bit of support through some awesome special guests and... It's a place to commiserate together. <laughs> and we are rolling... Welcome everyone to the Accidental Fatherhood Podcast. You're here with Ash and James as usual, and we're joined today with Jordan. Jordan, would you like to give us a little bit of a brief introduction to who you are and and what you do? Absolutely. I mean, uh, first, thanks for uh, the opportunity, boys, to um, be on the show today. Uh, You know, I really kind of introduced myself as someone not really, really related to their work. Um, I kind of like to be put it completely aside. A lot of people don't really know like what I do for work, uh, they more know me as the healthy kind of crazy dude that runs long distances um, and that kind of stuff. And that's a title that basically, you know, it's kind of stuck with me, but it's not really my full identity either. So uh, it's interesting coming on these podcasts and trying to introduce yourself because, you know, I don't really know how I would introduce myself because there's so many different networks of different people and different communities and parts of it that I'm in. So I'd say that, you know, I'm kind of like some sort of content creation, ultra marathon runner, um, crazy data, you know, sleep kind of dude, um, if I was to say anything. <laughs> yeah. And slash entrepreneur as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, a business is a big part of is my day. Um, as well and I think that's that's something that people don't really see because they really only see like my kind of life through a social media lens yeah um, and it's really based around you know health and wellness and that kind of stuff yeah cool which is why I thought it'd be really great to have you on here just to maybe share some insights into discipline uh, being healthy what's good diet I mean I know diet's different for every single person but if you have any tips around that kind of stuff as well might be really helpful for anyone listening Um, what 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 you haven't really told us what you do for your your day job when you're not running what are you doing what's yeah your... no i do have a so i have a, a bunch of different businesses but my main stuff where i probably spend 70 percent of my work is creating content for different brands yeah okay yeah yeah cool. so lots of video lots of uh now blogs and you know everyone has access to a phone in their hand but they actually have no idea how to push record yeah. or what to do with it so so content creator and mainly video or mainly, photo and video yeah, a bit of both yeah, I mean, the way that everything's going at the moment, it's more based around video. You yeah. could have easily told us a couple of pointers while we're madly, <laughs> madly trying to set up. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. We would, have, we would look like rookies. Absolutely not. I walked in, it was all ready to go. Just a, James has it sorted. Yeah, he's like, he's you got it sorted. I'm like, thanks, man. He's like, yeah. That means a lot now. It does. Yeah. yeah. We're very amateur here, so we're doing our very best. No, that's great. Um, I wouldn't say we're amateur anymore, though. We're doing all right. Um, I was going to say, you were supposed to be on this podcast a few weeks ago. And can you tell me what happened? Because I, when I heard what happened, I'm like, you poor you poor thing, man. Yeah, like, just a uh, warehouse little malfunction. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of rain and different stuff. But, yeah, it started to – there was a few um, plumbing issues, if you'd like to call it. Because what is the business? Is it? It's to do with water, isn't it? Yeah, my brother runs a um, – a company, a water company, and they basically do like it's clean drinking water um, all over the Gold Coast, basically from Brisbane to Byron. Um, and their warehouse is all to do with water. So and it flooded. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that must be a big flood. <laughs> but I heard it was all hands on deck, yeah. uh, you know, using the ship language. But yeah, uh, or the sailor language. Yeah. So um, yeah. So we actually got Paul on um, at that time, and he he was a bit of a sub in, which was really cool for him to do that. But it's finally good to have you on here. So what's um what's okay if you're an ultra marathon runner? What's one of the biggest challenges you faced in in your life as a as a I guess athlete? Uh, I think. Probably some of the biggest thing, one of the biggest things would definitely be learning how to um, include it into your day-to-day life. Obviously, you know, I have commitments and I have stuff that I need to do. So I can't just run all day. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the biggest things is, you know, how do you structure your day? Uh, and a big part of me is like getting up early and getting it done, um, knowing then that I can kind of tackle whatever I have to do business-wise for the rest of the day. Like, obviously, I'm not a pro athlete, so I don't you know, I have no sponsors or anything like that. Um, I for, still have to... For people listening and they want to sponsor Jordan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think too, like it's, you know, because, you know, I'm in a position where I, I do like kind of self-fund myself, if you will. Um, you know, I have to be really disciplined of, you know, I'm not getting paid by anyone else. It's all on me. Yeah, we know how that feels, don't we? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, amateur sports suck for that. <laughs> It's but, like yeah. because you'd be going all over the country competing in events. You have to pay for the flights, all accommodation. Yeah. Then you got to show up at, with the events after you spent all this like financial pressure and stuff. But you love it, right? Yeah. You love doing it. I love it. it. I mean, it's it's been a part of a way that I've been able to see the world. Um, it's been a way that I've been able to meet so many different people. So it hasn't been like yeah, as much as it is, it's been a great little investment, if anything. Yeah. yeah. So how do you start? So you're obviously an early riser, I would say. Um, how do you structure your day? Is it uh, do you have a, a fairly tight regi- regime or schedule that you stick to, or what does that look like? Yeah, I think um, one of the biggest things is just trying to set that morning schedule up so that I can deal with, you know, as you know, like business stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, never your day always any ever goes to plan. So I think like if I can get my first training block done, um, I know that that's taken care of. I can kind of handle the rest of the day. Uh, so I generally get up at like anywhere between 3.45, 4 a.m. like every day. Yeah, wow. um, I'll try and get like at least two hours of training in every morning. Um, and then I just, I'm at service to everyone else for the rest of the day. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Wowzers. And, yeah, that's a, that is discipline. <laughs> and, you know, it, to be good at anything and to, to, you know, discipline is actually a very hard thing. For most people to to do even getting out of the bed in the morning at and <laughs> a normal time can be hard so at 345 it takes and you know it takes really good discipline to do that i heard a little tool um back in the day about getting out of bed in the morning and it's just to count down oh yeah so if you can't get out of bed yeah, it's like nice. five four three two i'm out and get out and just count yourself out of your bed i have that it's called a snooze button <laughs> <laughs> that's the opposite <laughs> I like that, actually. I've never heard of that. Yeah, just like fight, just, yeah, kind of mentally prepare yourself to get out. Do you struggle getting out of bed or is it just like, fuck yeah, I get to run? Yeah, not anymore. I mean, it's either running or gym, like, or some mornings at swim. Um, And I know that sounds stupid, like 4 a.m., but there's crazy people that do swim on the Gold Coast at like 4 o'clock. It's actually really pleasant. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't say that I struggle to get out of bed. Is there days where I don't feel like it? Absolutely. Mm. You know, I'm like the normal person. But I know, like... If I don't do it, the rest of my day is going to be like a bit of a drag or a struggle or like, yeah. so I just, you know, you just put yourself in it. And that's what, that's what discipline is, right? It's doing it when you don't want to do it. 
Yeah, know? and I think too, like just showing up once, like, you know, you've got to put your shoes on, but then you've actually got to do the session. Mm-hmm. Like it's like showing up to a meeting. Like you've got to show up and then you've got to show up inside the meeting. I kind of look at stuff like that as well. It's all yeah. good getting to the session, but I can't be in like a shitty mood when I'm standing there. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like I need to show up again to actually get through it. Yeah. And I actually, to make sure I do things, even Kung Fu is scheduled in my diary. I have like, I live by my diary and every single thing I do or want to do in my in my week, I schedule it in. So I, there's no room. That That's what helps me with discipline because I'm like, that's my, these are all non-negotiables for me. This is what's happening. Unless, and the only time I would not stick to that schedule or not be disciplined about something would be uh, I'm injured or I'm sick or I'm listening to my body and going, hey, I really don't feel like doing it today. And there's an underlying reason there. That, so sometimes listening to the body is a really big thing as well. Just Huge. to not push yourself through, um, you know, we talk about the feather brick truck analogy, but yeah, not making a, something that could, could potentially be a really bad thing for the body. Yeah. So how do, you, how do you deal with that? How do you know when, when you start to get an injury? Because I imagine doing what you do is fairly high intensive and injuries happen. How do you like stay healthy, recover, all those things? It's a good, good question. I haven't um, really had any injuries at all. Touch wood. Touch wood. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been lucky uh, around that. Lucky, I don't know, maybe I've created my own luck from it. Um, obviously, I'm pretty strict on nutrition-wise, so... Um, you know, what I'm eating yesterday is going to, like, take over today's session. That's how I basically look at it. And what about stretching and things like that? Do you have a, a yeah. stretching – is stretching a big part of what you do? Yeah, stretching and, and obviously recovery. You know, I'm big into, like, ice baths and stuff. You know, I try and have at least five saunas a week. And, um, you know, I just I, – I put things like what you do with your kung fu. I just put them in my diary mm-hmm. and I just make it as a non-negotiable. Yeah. Um, I know that the more that I let it slide, the – the more that I'm just going to build up some kind of tension. And then all it does is it just wrecks your future training sessions. Yeah, you actually come across, like for me, you come across very relaxed and calm and chill, like for an ultramarathon runner. I don't know. Maybe that's just yeah. have, have you met many ultramarathon runners? <laughs> no, <are they>? yeah. <laughs> you were like, it's going to take a while to do this, so I'm just going to chill out and, yeah, um, yeah very peace. You, look, you seem very kind of content. Yeah, and... I, think, I think it's something that I have learnt because you just do a lot of training, like, you know, you you're doing 20 hours a week, some weeks of like training. So I think if you're uptight and you're in like that stressful kind of environment all the time, like, you know, one of the big things I said yesterday to a couple of guys was talking about, you know, how people run for like, say, mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't run for mental health. Like I, don't, I deal with my problems. I don't need to run like to try and switch off. It's more that I actually enjoy it and then I use it as a way to actually deal with, you know, those times where it is a little stressful, yeah. where I can be a bit more calm as opposed to, you know, being reactive. Yeah, I wonder if um, sprinters are like, you know... You, I, they're they just so ego. <laughs> they're just like, <laughs> straight, yeah, like yeah. really fast-paced and I wonder if that, there is a different, you know, how you how you show up in one area of your life. They're like of, the cocaine. Yeah, the cocaine. You've had 10 puppies. <laughs> ultramarathons, guys are like more like the weed sort of. Yeah, uh, pretty. Well, that's the thing, you know, like a lot of the, the trail running guys, they're very chilled out. Like uh, yeah. it's very, there's very little things that kind of stress them out. Um, yeah. That's something that I have found and the girls too. Well, it's also running out in nature, being, you know, yeah. out in nature all the time and just, you know, being amongst all that I think would be, would have an influence on how you, how you, your mind and, yeah, would slow you down a little. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm just going to throw a question out from left field. Are you accidental father? Are you dad? 
No, I'm not. Yeah. And we did cover go. that before the podcast. No, no. <laughs> yeah, you got me good surprise straight up. <laughs> and I know you haven't had any injuries as well. How how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, 36. 36? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I kind of uh, adopted a, the ultra stuff like in my 30s. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that I just went straight off and did. Um, you know, so I was always being able to do like say – Ultra, but the way that I do ultra endurance events now is like, you know, closer to that 14 to 15 hour mark as opposed to like the eight hour, six to eight hour mark. Yeah. And I'm just thinking as well, like, because you seem very calm and collected, it's, you don't, uh, and I'm sure you do push yourself, but I'm sure you're very mindful of how far you push your body so that you can kind of take care of it a little bit more. I don't know if that's, is that something you do as well? Just, you don't push yourself to that because that's when you get injuries, right? When you go too hard. It's, it's a big one because you see stuff where people like on social media, you know, are really trying to compare themselves to others and they, you know, they've had no experience and they try and jump in and be like David Goggins, yeah. right? Like they try and do what he's done. They don't realise that he's a 20-year vet, you know, qualified in every school that you possibly can from a military environment. So he has some side, you know, some kind of medical and, you know, knowledge around what he's actually doing. Mm. But I see it all the time with these kids come in they watch someone on social media and then they just try and do exactly what they do and they end up getting injured. Yeah. Like uh, I think it's a bit more, you know, I have learnt a lot around the different training loads of what works and what doesn't. I'm a big volume person. A lot of my stuff is done in like zone two for um, people that know heart rates and stuff. So I think like if you look at majority of my training, it's in that zone two kind of category. Mm-hmm. Um, allows me just to go like all day pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I know I, when I do, I do HIIT training, or I did, I've stopped for a little while because they closed down, but it's pretty intense. Yeah. HIIT training is pretty intense. And it's, I saw... A, it's, it's literally got intense. High intensity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like intense, yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm 42 and I'm, when I'm there, I'm like, you know, I'm, to be honest, probably one of the oldest there. And I feel like I'm probably pushing my body harder than I need to at my age. I don't think I, I, sh- I don't think I should be training like a 22, 25 year old. I feel like... I could probably get the same benefit from doing something a little bit easier. Well, not easier, but um, not taking it to that extreme where um, I could hurt myself. And even the the gym people there, they're like, I really like watching you exercise, James, because you, you don't lift heavier. You, you, you never go too hard and you're always very careful. And when you do the, your exercises, you're very careful that you're doing it properly. And I know when I was a teenager, I would just, I wouldn't, you know, my form would be horrible because I'm just trying to lift heavy weights. Yeah. Um, and now, because I know my body, and I can, I know I can get injured, and I, I have injuries. I do have injuries now, but I'm very careful when I do exercise now because I don't want an injury. Because I know, if I fuck myself up, I can't do kung fu, and I'm like, that'll really upset me. Yeah. So I'm just really mindful of when I'm lifting weights or doing or moving my body any in any way to be really mindful of how it's moving, how much weight, how much strain I'm putting on in, under, and just being very mindful of that because, yeah, I don't want an injury. And after forty, it seems to be a little bit easier to get injured. But maybe that's a story that I'm just telling myself here. Well, I think um, too with that is, you know, like we're alive for a long time. So why should we put things in like, you know, 40s and 50s and 60s? Like why shouldn't we be able to play tennis still when we're in our 80s and 90s? Yeah. Like why the things that we do now are going to set us up and that's what I look at too. It's like the longevity. Mm. Do I really need to go insane and try and for what? Like ego? Yeah, yeah. Or to look good, you know, to look or to, good. You know, or do I like just do what I need to do to like fulfill myself? And then, yeah, when I put myself through a race, it's like, 
um, there's sections of the course that were, you know, will be quite technical. And it's like, do I want a broken ankle and miss the next 10 weeks? Mm. Or do I want to recover for 10 days and then just get straight back into it? And that's basically where I'd like to be as opposed to like, you know, pushing myself for what? Yeah. So you're not, you're not really trying to win any of these events. You're just trying to finish. Is yeah. That, well, I um, think, I think too, like, I think the longer that you go, the, the, the narrower the field gets. So yeah. you ha- you set yourself up for a pretty good chance. Like you, you've got pretty good odds. Yeah. Cause that's something that I, that I always have done in the past. Not <laughs> those <laughs> watching. I'm clearly not the athlete <laughs> in the room, but, um, but yeah, in the past, like I was always like, oh, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it and I want to win and I'll try and do it at any cost, win at any cost. But, and yeah, I'm covered with injuries, which is why I am a little bit slobbish at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's just listening to you. Like for you, it's about finishing. Is that is that right? And it's probably like a really good healthy mental sort of um, mindset to be in is don't worry about the win, worry about the finish. And then you're getting that sort of dopamine hit from finishing the race rather than winning and putting yourself. So, yeah, so for young guys out there. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's a big one too. It's, you know, we were talking about it before as well where, um, you know, you've got to find joy in the training. Like if you're just doing it to just try and get a race and put on social media with a medal, like is it really fulfilling you? Yeah. Or is it like, you know, you know, I will put something out the day before I've trained, you know, for a race that I have coming up in three weeks and it'll just be like I'm at the start line, I'm healthy, um, I'm a different person than what I was when I started training for this block, I've learned heaps of stuff, whatever happens tomorrow happens, um, but my goal is to get around and be healthy and if it means I need to walk and, you know, stop, like, okay, that's so be it, like you're out in the Blue Mountains, it's beautiful views, like why would I... Um, you know, stop and be like, I'm just going to quit. Yeah. Like I'm here now, I may as well get to the finish line. And mm-hmm. if it's not my day and I need to walk and stuff, well, that's just all part of it too. So I'm hearing it's about the journey. Always the journey, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I haven't, I haven't been able to get into training for a good couple of years now. So I would love any tips that you may have because I used to be really – quite healthy and always had some sort of um, athletic, whatever, if it was surf boat rowing or if it was just working out in the gym, doing hit training. Um, you know, I used to always, that used to be a big part of my life and then I got injured at work and now I, I'm really struggling to, I, I've tried a number of different things. I've tried hopping in the pool, doing some laps, but like for lack of a better word, nothing really turns me on anymore. Yeah. Um, so... Any, any suggestions or try and find the journey, I guess, um, and then maybe focus towards that, like might be a good takeaway. I think too, like your environment's going to be everything. So if you can try and get some like-minded people around you to be like, you know, I always say it's like the, the rowing mentality of a rowing boat with like four people in a boat. If you've got a 5 a.m. session, you're not going to sleep in because all you're going to do is get a text message from the other three going, hey, where the fuck are you? Done that. <laughs> maybe you could, maybe you could <laughs> do ballroom dancing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure my partner would love me. Just, oh, I'm doing ballroom dancing with some hot Brazilian chick. There you go. <laughs> Where you're at home with the baby. What <laughs> Good one, James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what do, what do you enjoy? What kind of training? 
Well, I used to love surf boats, so that was rowing. Okay. And I used to I used to wake up at 3 a.m., drive from Brisbane down to the Gold Coast, do some training, and then drive back up to Brisbane and start work for the day and then go and do a gym session at night. So I used to love that. I used to love team mentality, like doing the team stuff. But um, I've got a wrist injury, so it's um, I can't do any life-saving because I can't do CPR with my wrist. So life-saving's out for me. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and now it's like... And because I don't want to let people down, I probably like I'm just doing a bit of a psycho evaluation on myself. But because I don't want to let people down, um, I don't really want to join a team. Yeah. And I think individual sports have never really, um, I've never really done well in individual sports. Um, not since I was about 18 when I I did I was addicted to running and swimming <laughs> by myself. But yeah, that was, yeah, I can't I haven't been able to get into it, eh? So, and sometimes, have you tried cycling? Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like the bike pads? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, because you know what? Like, in all fairness to cyclists, I fucking hate them. Um, <laughs> no, but I've. But when I got onto the cycle, I was like, I hated. Cars, do you know what I mean? Like I was yeah. like, "Fuck, this is actually yeah, it's brutal." It's brutal. It's brutal. And I was like, "This is this is fucked." Maybe in, maybe <laughs> so. need a gravel bike out in the middle of the trails with no one else. Yeah. Well, Sean, yeah. Sean said it as well. When you're on a bike, you're not you're not uh, you're not accepted on the footpath. You're not accepted on the road. No one wants you. Yeah. On a bike, get out yeah. the trails. And I said it then too that yeah. I hate cyclists. I don't really hate you guys. I do. No. Yeah. Because I'm a cyclist. <laughs> yeah, but. Not a, not, not a proper cyclist. You ride to work. That's a cyclist. I don't think you count as a cyclist, James. <laughs> you got a hybrid bike and you ride, what, 2Ks? It's, yeah, well, it's... When you say hybrid... What, what do you mean a hybrid bike? It's not like a road bike and it's not like a mountain bike. It's like... Yeah, it's kind of... It's not a racer. It's, it's not, not a mountain bike. It's a road... It, it is actually a, a commuter. Commuter. Yeah. That's commuter. right, a commuter. Yeah. So yeah. what are we going to do with you, Ash? Yeah, well, I've do? got I've got a road bike sitting at home. But rust, you don't like it, so what are we going to do? Yeah, what, do? what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do for, an, for a sport? What haven't you tried? I don't know. And the question is, I think, because of your wrist. My, my biggest fear is my wrist. So that's so. The, the, you've got to think about things that aren't too handsy. Yeah, and I like being handsy. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what your partner says? Yeah. <laughs> that's how I got here. That's <laughs> too handsy. The, pro- the other problem is, is that I always skipped leg day, man. So like the surf boat rowing, I didn't need that much. Like I needed a bit of leg strength, but because of the waves and everything in that sport, you could get away with not being the strongest in your legs. So mm. I don't know. And I've tried running again. I've tried rucking. And to be honest, um, now that I'm, I'm that unfit and that's the other thing too, I don't start at the bottom. I'll be like, all right, I'm going to run. And my heart will be like, I'll be getting warnings on my, on yeah. my <laughs> heart rate is like, you should go to hospital. Like <laughs> it's so bad. Straight design six. Yeah. It's straight there. <laughs> like, mm. Yeah. And then it doesn't, and then like I'm blacking out and all sorts of things. And I'll be like walking along the beach, having like a freaking heart attack after 200 meters. <laughs> Because I've just like done a Usain Bolt, thinking that I'm like some ultra marathon runner. Yeah, I wonder, yeah, I wonder what you can do. So yeah, any anybody out there listening that's got an idea? Yeah, like a, something that's fit, a fitness, like a healthy moving the body. Yeah, like I used to love F45. F45 was so fun. I used to love that. Mm. But 
again, the wrist is going to let me down with that. Yeah. Maybe you could do Taekwondo. It's all legs, isn't it? Yeah. Kickboxing, yeah. Yeah, kickboxing or legs. Kickboxing's like I did Muay Thai. I've done Muay Thai before, oh, and that's yeah. like a lot of hand, that's like yeah, a, lot a lot of hands and lot of, mm. yeah. So or you could just hold one hand behind your back and just do one just hand. do left like yeah ah, jab south ball. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that you're in a yeah. Maybe you need know. to go on online, create a list of all these things you haven't tried. Maybe I should just start and then, walking and then building my way up to running it. and enjoy just, the journey. Just walk those that's what I'm, That's what I'm getting. From. <laughs> <laughs> my mate, my mate, you know how you said surround yourself with people. Well, I've got a mate. Well, Bart, he's been on the podcast. Um, he, he's like, come for a walk with us. We'll do a little, a little bush walk. It's only a little one, 8Ks. And I'm like, yeah, easy. We'll shit that in. Because like Bart would ring me up and he's a guy that would do enduro and he would I'd wing doing an enduro event when I was a bit younger, like 28 sort of thing. And I'd just be like, okay, we're going to do it. So enduro is a 24-hour um, obstacle course race. It's a loop and you just go around the loop constantly doing obstacle course, 10-kilometer 10, 10 obstacle course race. Um, and it's in the middle of winter. So it's like it's not, it's not easy. Um, but, yeah, I'd wing that. Anyway, so I was like, yeah, sure. This is probably, Billy would have been three weeks old. So she was about three weeks old. And I was like, yeah, I need to start doing something. I want to be around <laughs> for my kid. And so he's like, yeah, come for this bushwalk. We got halfway down this mountain. So we started at the top of the mountain where the car park was. And we went down all around these like bushwalks and stuff. Nice. And then my heart was like, fuck you. Zone six. It was like and was, zone six, zone six, And that was downhill. <laughs> no, I was coming back up. Fuck okay. <laughs> But yeah, ooh, kick the table. But he, and he was like, oh, maybe we should stop. And he's like, what's your heart rate at? And I was like. 200. 220. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, holy shit. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But it was, and it was just a light, like nice walk. I mean, yeah, it was about three hours in, but still. Yeah. Anyway, and then again, that deterred me. It's It sort of sucked, but yeah, maybe I should start with some baby steps. Yeah, you've got to build up to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also hard with having a kid and getting away. I'm surprised you got out for an AK walk. She was very young. After three weeks. She was very young. And by the time we got back into phone reception, there was a lot of messages. I bet that like, was. Where are you? Where are you coming are you? back? Yeah. I need your help. You're like struggling <laughs> so, to breathe. So, yeah. So, definitely, like, yeah. I mean, meanwhile, I'm having a heart attack <laughs> getting hooked up to the like, ECGs and shit. <laughs> like, waiting for, the, uh, waiting for the electric shock to kick in to reset my heart rhythm. And she's like, hurry up. <laughs> so, but yeah. Anyway, so if you think of anything, but no, I think takeaway is definitely like maybe I should really embrace the journey and just get out there again. Mm. So thanks for that. Yeah, just take it slow. Have you tried? Take it slow. Can you do yoga or something like that at all? Um, again, Bart tried to put me through like a zoo thing, and he's um, I my biggest issue is that I'm so used to being able to do everything that I go whole hog. Mm. Yeah. So like I'll do a yoga for instance, and like. I'll put all my weight on my wrist and then my wrist will flare up. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then and then I get like psychologically it depresses me because I'm like, oh fuck, can't do yoga. Yeah. It's been a it's been a tricky one, that's for sure. Yeah. But um Baby yeah. steps. Baby steps. But yeah, but we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> um I like it. I have to think about what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. So sleep routine. Obviously, that's a massive one. I remember when I used to wake up at 3 a.m., there'd be nights where I could not get to sleep. I'd be like, got to wake up at 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. Is that – and, I mean, that might come from pressure from having a team rely on me to get down at a certain time and whatnot. Yeah. And then in when 
I was driving down from Brisbane to the coast, like you miss, and it's like you miss by an inch, you miss by a mile sort of thing. Like if I slept in 45 minutes, it had another 45 minutes on top um, from when we could start the session. But do you have any good sleep hacks to get your body to sleep? What's your sleep routine look like? Because I, I, I see you've got a, a whoop. A whoop. Whoop, yeah. there it is. A whoop. A whoop. Yeah. <laughs> a whoop. A whoop. A whoop. Um, but yeah, I see you've got one. So I'm assuming that you're tracking all these sort of things. And you have said that you love this data yeah. as well. Yeah, so. it's, uh, the whoops definitely changed a lot of behaviors where I'm kind of more aware of what's going on now. Um, I know like, you know, I can't eat after 5.30 or it completely destroys my sleep. I've tried wow. it time and time and time again. I've tried different foods, different times. And like even with the training loads, like you need to eat. Mm. Um, but I just worked out 5.30, maybe 6 o'clock, everything after that. So how do you, how does it tell you that? Is it like HRV or? Yeah, so you got your HRV and then it'll give you sleep analysis um, and you can just see that your recovery, like it's your body's just spending the whole night cooking itself, trying to digest your food. Yeah, right. um, yeah, wow. And like, to be honest, I didn't really feel it. Like it wasn't, mm. you know, I thought I'd slept okay, but it's not till you start being aware of like that you're not in like a deep sleep. You're like in some kind of light sleep. Yeah. Uh, and I did this for months. So like I tried to figure out ways to like, as you said, hack it. But uh, yeah, I just couldn't. And I was like, shit, maybe that's. How that. did you come up with like reducing the time that you were eating? Or was that just something that naturally sort of. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, you know, I've worked back. Like I try and try and take on as much as I can throughout the day um, and it is tight and then some days like I do miss meals like I'd love to have you know in a perfect world I have six meals a day but it's not perfect yeah you know like I can't just be constantly eating I'm either too full or like mm. you know like I've got stuff on like I can't be eating all the time and, and what time is bedtime 7 p.m <laughs> <laughs> no, I do, I do. I do. I'm do out by eight. Like I'm in bed by eight. Yeah, I'm wow. reading. Yeah. Um, like I'll always read before I go to bed. I try and have like a really non-negotiable at least thirty minutes of no screen time before I go to bed and some kind of analog, whether it's reading or just you know like writing or journaling or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. and I make that like as a real non-negotiable to just that's try a good idea. Calm down every day because I know whenever I read my book, it puts me to sleep. Doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, 10 minutes, ten, even, ten if, minutes, even if it's like, five minutes. It's I'm just, tired. Yeah, I think it's just, and it's also another way for us to not be like on our phones before we go to bed. I mean, I know that's, you know, hard for some people to do. Or TV. Yeah, or TV. Yeah. yeah. Or iPad, like whatever it is. You yeah. know, I see people scrolling, like, you know, when you travel with people, it's kind of weird because you, you're exposed to like their yeah. routines and you're like, Ooh. fuck, is that what you do? <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And that could be a big, a big reason why we have trouble winding down at the end of the night. Like a lot of people do. I don't seem to have any trouble with sleep. I have, and I bought one of those whoops. It actually arrived today, so I haven't got it on. Yeah, nice. But I'm really interested to see the, because I find if I have, because I'm an introvert, so when I have a lot of meetings and I'm with people, I seem to get really drained. And I'd like to actually start tracking. I love data as well. I'm like, how, I just want to know what's going on a little bit more so I can fine tune, A, my diet, my sleep, just fine tune my lifestyle so that I can have that energy in those meetings or last um, the day when I need to. Uh, I know 
if I've got Kung Fu in the afternoons, I'll actually maybe not ride to work because I know yeah. I want the energy for Kung Fu or I won't have any meetings so that my, because Kung Fu is really complicated and, and you're learning the whole time. So I'd like to be kind of have the energy and the capa yeah. the mental capacity to be able to learn at that time of night, which is like, you'd hate it because I, it's at 7.15 and I finish it <laughs> at 9pm yeah, yeah. 9 and that stuffs with me a little bit, but I get home from that and I'm like, I'm out like a light because yeah. I expel all my energy. Um, and I do do saunas uh, three times a week, three mornings nice. a week. Yeah, nice. And I, I heard on Joe Rogan this week that saunas, if you're doing it over three or four times a week, reduces dementia or Alzheimer's by like 65%. Is that Huberman? Yeah, I think no. it was. Yeah, yeah, it was Huberman, from, yeah. From, from, it was from Sweden or oh. Finland or uh, something. Oh, yeah, so she's pulled the study out of that, like 57 minutes a week yeah. as like an accumulative. I was like, that is so achievable. For so everyone. achievable. I got a sauna at my new apartment, so I'm like, I just get down there. It is great. And yeah. I love it because I, I don't take my phone in either. And for me, it's kind of like meditative. Nice. And I, she did, they did say like, you want to get to that point where it's just kind of uncomfortable. I want to get out of here towards the end. It's like, and I get to that point. It's, How I'm, long is that normally? Uh, 20 minutes. Yeah, nice. 20 minutes and I'm, yeah. I'm good. And then I jump in the pool straight afterwards. It's not freezing cold, but it's like, whew, it's and then I, I, leave on the, I leave on the cold. And um, that's a beautiful start to the day. I feel so good after that. It's what you said before, like going back to um, being in meetings and stuff around people. Mm -hmm. I have a client who every time that I'm with them, my HIV drops dramatically. It's not Paul, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Just joking, Paul. <laughs> so it's, it's funny that you say that because it's, again, like you're aware of it um, and obviously you can deal with it. And when there's, you know, business involved and, you know, certain relationships there, you just have to deal with it. Yeah. Do you have to? I don't know. But do I enjoy it? Like, yeah, I like the challenge of it, but I pay the price for it yeah. that night every time. Yeah. And for me, I think these this whoop and all this data that we're collecting, for me, it's all about how do I be in my high, the highest performance I can be in my life and get the most out of my day um, at those times when I can. Because if I'm exhausted, like I'll try and manipulate my week around, okay, I've got the most energy in the morning, so I'll do all my strategies in the morning. Because in the afternoons I'm tired. Yeah. Like I'm like I just get after I know about two 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 p.m. Um, nods, or sleepy. I'm like I can't do straight. I don't really like doing strategies after two because I'm just like, I'm not in my prime, and I I really want to be serving my client at the the best level. Yeah. So I try and manipulate my week around my highest performing times and my energy and how can I do that? Don't do too many strategies in a day. So it's um yeah I I love that life hacking and trying to I, I want to be at my best all week, all the way through there, and how do I do that? And I think this technology that's um, helping us kind of fine-tune our lifestyles and sleep patterns and, you know, when should you go to bed, when should you eat, all those things, those tiny differences that you make can have a massive difference in your energy levels. And for me now in my 40s, it's not about um, can, I go, can I go out drinking, can I eat this, can I go to sleep? It's, for me it's about managing um, my energy. Yeah. It's not about managing my exercise or my food. It's like... I'm managing my energy now. How can I? And it, when in my 20s, it was never an issue. And I don't know whether it was because my body was fine, I didn't have any issues, or there was no awareness there and I just pushed through Yeah. and I didn't care. But now I'm like super aware of my body. I know when I'm tired. I know when I, I can't focus right. And I just think, yeah, I'm all about that technology and data and, and, and just hacking your life to perform at your best all the time and get the most out of it. Because when you have kids, I can't imagine what the sleep is like then but i'd like to be able to show up at work at home with the family 
whatever that looks like and how do I how do I fine tune that so yeah. I can get a system or a or a routine in place to live it in, you know, your best life. Yeah, I think Hashtag. too, like it's never gonna be bulletproof either. <laughs> like, you know, I say around not eating after five thirty. Um, but you know, if I have friends in town, it's the only chance I get to see them. I'm also not guilty of going there and knowing that I'm going to pay the price. I just know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I've just learned to remove that like guilt of being normally I would have said, no, I can't, but it's like, you know, you've got people that that's the only time that they can, yeah. you know, meet. Yeah. And it, yeah, the weekends is kind of my get out of jail free card for me. It's like, I will, I will lax things to see my friends, to go out for a meal, to hang with my partner or do something out of the ordinary. But during that Monday to Friday when I'm working, I'd love to stick into that nice routine, 80% of the time doing the right thing and that 20% of the time you can kind of go a little bit. Yeah, and I think you know, it's just being consistent yeah. on that too. Like, you yeah. know, again, your weekends don't have to be always like full too. Like yeah. even if they are, it's like, you know, I've moved the bar mentality to like oh, let's catch up for breakfast. Yeah, I love oh. breakfast is the best. <laughs> breakfast is the best meal of the day. Yeah, like, I, you know what it is? It's the coffee. Because yeah. it puts you in a good. Oh, you do you drink coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're eating your breakfast and you have your coffee, you're in like the best mood after a coffee. So For I, me, it's the bacon and eggs. It's half the price. There you go. It's, oh. it's half the price of a yeah. of dinner and wine and all that. And it's just like go for breakfast. And it's about a quarter of the price of a night out. Yeah, it is. It's oh, it certainly is. What I really liked, and going back to what you said before, was the guilt around eating something bad or doing something you shouldn't do. I think we need to give ourselves a bit of a break, especially if we're doing that 80% of the time, we're doing really good. On the weekends, if you ha eat bad or do something, you know, it's okay. Yeah, you know? it is okay. It's not going to make a massive difference. No. And you're allowed to slip up every now and again or in, in, and just enjoy it. Yeah. Just enjoy that. Um, yeah. I, I think too, like it's when people constantly do it, where are they not enjoying it? It's like I'm doing it because, you know, like someone has invited me. Like that's where it's like, Okay, cool. As soon as you start to remove that, like I'm mm -hmm. enjoying it, then maybe you should think of, you know, why you're actually doing it. Yeah, why? And yeah, I actually wanted to ask you as well, <clears throat> being the frame that you are, uh, I had a bit of a... What are you I, saying? <laughs> well, no, you're, you're very fit. Sorry. Just to clarify, not, not, I'm not throwing any insults or <laughs> judgments out. Like I'll just say you're, you're very fit You're um, and I found... I just want to ask, I'm just asking about intermittent fasting. A, do you do it? B, do you find it beneficial? Do you find it helps with energy? I've done it. I had a bit of a big weekend, a big week in Sydney last week and I ate pretty badly and I just enjoyed it. Yeah. Didn't judge. Nice. But this, I haven't eaten dinner. I've intermittent fasted Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday after lunch. So I've gone to lunch. I find because I do most of my activity in the morning um, that I'll just, I'll just miss dinner and go to bed hungry. And I find us sleeping for most of the fast anyway. Yeah. And then wake up and have a nice breakfast and lunch. And, but I did that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I feel really good for it. Yeah, I just wanted to see what your opinion on intermittent fasting. Yeah, and no, I love it. I love it. I think when I'm getting ready for a big race, I don't do it just because of the volume. But as soon as I finish, you know, on the 29th of October, um, I'll have my day of eating and then I will do a three-day fast as a reset. Whoa, three days. Yeah. Holy no, shit. Yeah, I normally do that like a few times a year. <laughs> Um, straight after a marathon an ultra yeah. marathon, an this, ultra marathon. i've found when i intermittent fast for um i've done a few kind of day or two days i find my heart starts to feel very common yeah it starts to like beat a yeah. lot yeah, yeah it's pretty it's, it's really like it's common. under stress yeah it's really common because it's just doing what it needs to do but i think like when you get into day three of 
not just my own personal experience, but what I've also learned is your body's just completely regenerating from like a cellular level, which I was yeah. like, it's insane. Maybe I need to do a fast. We, Fuck, what would I do? I'd be so bored. Well, that, that, <laughs> and that, it's like, I can't wait for my coffee, can't wait for uh, lunch. It's, it's a big one because it's like, you know, like what do you do? You catch yourself like going to the fridge for, yeah. you know, for like, it's just part of like your consciousness yeah. of like. You have to do it during the week when you're working. You reckon? Yes, because your mind's busy doing What's work. What's fast look like? Do you, is that just water? Water, yeah. Is there yeah. anything else? No, no, I generally just do water. Just yeah. drinking water really quickly. I do a, I do a, I do a five day <laughs> chewing gum. Um, yeah, a, a five day completely dry fast, so no showers, no brushing teeth. What? No washing hands. I do that once a year too. So wow. Um, so five days. Uh, like obviously I'm not working. Yep. So I don't have any external like emails. Um, I actually give my passwords to someone to change all of my social media for that week. Yep. And we will do um, five days and the first exposure is to the ocean. Wow. After five days. And where do you do that? Normally down in Byron. Okay. Yeah, we'll get like a house. It's normally with a bunch of chiropractors. Um, and we kind of just, we all do it together. Because again, you kind of need to be supervised. You need to have some sort mm. of experience. Yeah. But I think with that kind of reset fast, you have a purpose of like, you're going to do it because you want to just completely strip whatever's going on yeah and what, what do, you, do you do you meditate and stuff i during, think it's like, not so guys, much meditation it's, it's adjust, just adjusting each other oh no i mean like no during the actually five, there's none of that either no, no, no adjusting no there isn't just, it's more just kind of you're just binging netflix yeah like <laughs> well, not even that like you, you you just you're just basically chilling out i think you like you can't move because you've got no energy like no well, you've, you've done the Yeah, I have. Yeah, you've done, you know what it's like yeah. when you do the, the silent treatments yeah, and so, stuff. So, how, and so, you, so can you explain exactly what you do for the, how many the, days? In the five days? Yeah. Yeah, so you do five days. Um, you get in, you're just drinking water only. I think it's just really light stretching. It's walking. Like there's nothing the way you're exerting yourself. Um, I think, again, you find that second and third day where your heart's like about mm -hmm. to jump out of its chest. Mm -hmm. Like that's really common. Um, but then you look at like, you know, body odor and, and things like that. You just, it's just non-existent. Like you literally, you would think that like not showering after so long, you're naturally going to smile, but you don't. Like, so no showers. Yeah, right. So no washing hands, like just no water. And obviously this has come from a lot of experience. This isn't just something that if you've never fasted before, you don't just dive into yeah. a five day one. But the guys that we do it with are kind of very well, they're all over the place when it comes to the different methodologies and we kind of chat about stuff and it's just more of a, yeah, it is a full reset. Yeah. But it's, it's pretty intense when you do it for the first time. Oh, I did struggle the first time. It sounds intense. And you, you guys, you say silent, so you guys do. No, 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 we don't you, do any silent. Okay, we still, so do, we still, still speak to each yeah, other. Yeah, and we kind of walk around and we don't, we're not, it's not meditation. It's more like just, you know, you're just sitting there, you're relaxed, you're out in the sun. And, and what about speaking of meditation? Do you guys do any meditation while you're fasting? Because I've heard that when your body's um, not digesting and you, um, you go into a fast, a lot of, monks fast for meditation and do you find any of that stuff happen? Yeah, I think naturally like, I mean, you need to fill the time somehow, right? <laughs> if that's what you want to call it. So, you know, like some kind of guided meditation is good. Um, we have done that, whether we're, you know, laying down or sitting up or like there has been times where thing, but it's not like, you know, six hours of meditation. I really want to try this. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think like if anything too, like what I have found from a lot of people is that inflammation, yeah. so injuries we talk about, yeah. a lot of those become non-existent through fasting is what I've seen. Uh, I had a friend of mine who, should try. who just did uh, 250 Ks running around an athletics track, so 625 laps. Did what? That, did that three weeks ago. And he come <laughs> out of it with like really swollen knees. Just I imagine, yeah. Just fasted and completely remove that inflammation over you're watching it in like lifetime yeah and do, do you do any of the ice bars or any of the breath work or any, anything else while you're doing this fast or is it really just chill kind not, of really not relaxed really yeah. it is more of a something that is like you know it's like an ultimate kind of just chill out just focus on the and do you also um eliminate like social media and yeah. you do it you just get rid of everything and yeah. just any external just kind of you know stimulate. distraction yep. you know so that you don't find yourself like you literally just you're at peace of like. Oh, it sounds awesome. I actually, this sounds really nice just to disconnect, chill out, fast. Not eat. Not Imagine eat. how much money you'd save. But I think it'd be, <laughs> yeah. it would actually be, you would, but I actually think it'd be really good for your mind and your desire to eat. Like that, it would be a lot of a mental game as huge. much as it is physical. Absolutely right? huge. I think, like, just as I said before, around trying to get, you go to the fridge. Like it's just like a, it's like a conscious I thing. I bet you go there all the time. It's, it's like, like, what am I doing? But I think after what I have found is like after 48 hours, it's it's like non-existent. Mm. You know, like you're just, you're not even thinking of that. You're more like, hey, let's just go for like an easy walk and then turns it out into like a three hour, you know, because you're out and about in the elements, you know. So I think, you know, and you're drinking water. So it's like. Um, it, you're not drinking water, so you're like sweating and stuff, and then you're thinking like, "What am I going to do? Am I going to go and get a glass of water when I finish?" So you can't do anything that's like too too exerting. So it's no water, no nothing, nothing. Holy shit! Yeah. And how long can the body last without water? Well, I, I'm not going to say like too much. I know a lot of stuff where there's been some like crazy things, yeah. but I think like the benefits that I have found over five days have been. Like out of it, nothing that I ever expected. You know, you do your reading and you're Googling and you look at stuff. Yeah. Some of these guys that I do it with do this three or four times a year. Wow. Because I know people do water fast as well. They just have water. They just water, yeah. drink water. But this is like nothing. Nothing. And yeah. then. I was really exposed to it. Like, I was like, it can't be. Like, you know, I was, when I was exposed to it first. Yeah, and I'm, someone I'm, told in that, me, I'm in that right now. I'm like, wow. Like, it can't like, be. And I was like. I'm a mouth breather. Like, I, I need water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of water, I need like, some now. Like, I'll have one night. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, yeah. someone spit in my mouth. <laughs> I've got cotton mouth. Yeah, so oh, it's sweating. So, Let me just lick you. It's so true. I mean, it's so, it's so true. But that's why you just don't do a lot of stuff either. I think you find your sleep's like next level. Okay, tell me this then. What is your first meal? Uh, so normally some kind of broth. Um, so these guys. That sounds really oh, good. fuck <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, <you> know, pizza. <laughs> well, the thing is too, like you, you, don't, yeah, you probably can't. You've got to go yeah, easy. Even after three days, like if you, I've seen people have these meals where they've broken a three-day fast and they've gone for pizza and stuff and they end up paying the price for like a few days. Yeah, I bet. Um, so you've got, to, you've got to ease your way back in? So first exposure is to the ocean. And so you, what, what does that feel like? Explain oh, to me it's, what. It's really hard to put in words, but it's a really like, 
um, euphoric type. That's weird. <laughs> just, I know. No, no, no I'm laughing because imagine if there was like a cyclone or something <laughs> that day. Anyway. And you can't get and in. And you're like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go in the water. I really want to. Yeah, imagine, in the rain. imagine you're doing it in Florida right now. There's yeah. like a huge hurricane yeah. just going through there. Oh. There's nothing to you. You're just getting blown away in the wind. <laughs> no, no strength. No strength to fight off. You just drown. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's a, uh, we like, digress. Well, speaking of like strength too, like you you find that you would, you know, most people think like you lose heaps of energy and stuff, but you actually don't. You actually feel very recharged. Well, you go into ketosis, right? Yeah, I think it's even deeper than that. Yeah. And what about um, muscle degeneration from the fast? Does th- that happen? Yeah, I think so. Like, I don't. It's you know, obviously, you know, we're both like being on the gym and stuff, and and just being in it. But I think just having that reset around it, you don't feel like you're any weaker or anything like this. But you do. Because you're not going through those workouts and you're not running and you're not, mm. you know, doing your kung fu and stuff, uh, you just find that like each day you are just full, like full of energy, like more and more. Like you go through a little bit of a time where it's like, I'm hungry, or I need water, <laughs> or whatever. So it's just like you know, again, you just take it day by day. But I've just found after day five, you just get to a point where it's like. I'm full of energy and I'm like ready to go. And what kind of preparation do you do before you go in? Good. That's a really good question. I think you tr- you try and let people know that are close to you so that they aren't they don't need you. Like you kind of just say, look, I am going to be you know off grid if that's what you want to call it. Um, so I think it's really important that you just kind of let people know around you so that they can you know uh, like if they need to text you or whatever, it's like you know. Mm-hmm. It's on like some kind of urgency. Yeah. What about food and water? Like, what do you do before you go in? Into do you have to ease your way into it? No. Or do I you think, just like? No, you can just you can just start like straight away. I think you find that. <laughs> you can just imagine leaving for the from the car to the house. You just like stuffing yeah, your face yeah. in food, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, I think you chips. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're gonna you're gonna notice it like straight up if you do that. I, I, I just suggest that you do drinking, that a few days before. Yeah, rather drinking than, Pepsi and then popping some sleeping pills yeah, to get through the first yeah. two days. <laughs> That's where you're really going to be like, have that dry mouth and need yeah. some water. <laughs> Wake up, I'm parched is. <laughs> parched is, bro. I think, um, yeah, setting yourself up, like obviously it's probably like a week-long thing. Yeah. You know, like five days we have nothing. But, you know, you need to look after yourself on either day, either yeah. side, at it's, least. How's your HIV after that? Uh, yeah, generally I've found that they, they spike. Um, I finally get a hell of a lot deeper sleep when I've got no food. After the third day, the first two nights, you kind of wig out a bit. Mm. Um, but I find you settle after day three, four and five. And a lot of the research and stuff shows what your body actually does, you know, in that 72-hour. Yeah. Um, wow. after that. Really cool and really interesting. I, yeah. I'm glad I asked that question about intermittent <laughs> yeah. fasting. I didn't think we'd go there. I'm thirsty as. Yeah. Time, yeah, yeah, me too. I'm like, mm. I anyway, think time um, and a place. I think you set it up for it. You know, when it comes to my training, I don't fast at all because, you know, I need stuff energy. to get through each yeah, yeah. workout. Because your body needs that fuel. Huge. Yeah. But I think the moment that I, you know, finish it like, uh, you know, a race or a goal or whatever it is, it's like, Okay, give your body a bit of a reset. Um, I find three days works really well. Don't do any food, just water. 
uh, and then you just start to ease yourself back into it again. What What's your meals look like usually, like during training and stuff? Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm fully plant-based. Uh, I made that decision like four years ago uh, and that was purely off the back of um, my blood work and looking what that did. Again, like whoops helps with this kind of stuff. I have no problems with people that, you know, eat meat and do all that kind of stuff. A lot of my friends do as well, but uh, I found for me it's just, you know, going through a lot of those kind of fruits and veggies have helped a lot um, and then structuring my day around that. So I do like lots of oats, lots of blueberries as like a staple, uh, lots of lentils, lots of tofu, like all that kind of stuff. Mm. And do you, I'm, I'm like my partner loves to cook a meal every time she cooks. Like it's got to be like gourmet um, taste good, look good, that. all those things. Love that. I love it. I just don't have the time or the energy to do that. This is why I'm in the way I'm in now. Just tissues <laughs> like that. Yeah. And I ate but all it's of obviously the, not healthy. I ate all of the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, you know, at least my partner, she actually cooks really healthy meals and she's, um, she's pregnant at the moment. She doesn't like to eat a lot of meat. So we eat a lot of tofu and tempeh and all those things. Nice. And I was vegan for about a year. I was vegetarian for about three years. So I went through that whole process and um, I ended up, yeah, as, as most vegans do, they kind of end up eating meat again. Yeah, yeah. Flexitarian, I think I ended yeah, up calling yeah. myself and then yeah, nice. end up full. I'd, but I, I try and limit my, my meat intake. However, I find I, I eat really kind of just, it's just for um, nutrients and sustenance and simplicity and efficiency from Monday to Friday. I will just stir fry just really easy meals. Um, and my partner likes to cook like really complex meals. I just don't have the time. Yeah, nice. Um, do you cook, well, how are you? Are you more efficient? Just cook a bunch of really healthy food. Fuel, doesn't matter about it. On the weekends, it's different. I'll go out for a, di for a nice meal or treat myself. But during the week, I'm like, let's just keep the calories low. Give me what I need, all the great nutrients, 80%. Of my, you know, my week is eating that Jordan's good stuff. Jordan's just eating dry porridge. <laughs> and the blue Like a stoic. Yeah. Just no water, nothing. <laughs> not even, not even heated up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what, is it, what do your meals look like? I think, um, you know, you do want to save on time. So like, obviously I batch a lot of stuff that I need to. Um, but again, like, have you ever tried to eat two day old lentils? They're fucking gross. So, <laughs> so uh, I find I that. I tried to eat day old lentils. <laughs> lentils. <laughs> lentils. <laughs> tried a chickpea once. <laughs> I want to get a little bit farty and bloated on those. Yeah, I mean, and that's a thing too. Like, I get all that stuff because I've gone through it as well. But, like, um, when you find, like, as you said, with your stir fries and that, mine's very similar. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just easy stuff that's like, again, it's not even nutrients. Yes, like I know what's inside it, but it's like, cool, just grab whatever. Like yeah. I like to eat super diverse, lots of colours. Mm -hmm. I'm the same, yeah. Well, super diverse, but always I kind of just, you know, carrot. I try and get a lot of colours in there, like whether it's cabbage, yeah. carrot, broccoli, um, zucchini, probably my staples. And then a bit of protein and just, you know, tamaris and, yeah, and sesame oil and just, you know, make a your custom sauce. Yeah, and a bit of maybe rice or depending what it is. I generally have fruit till noon. Like that's one of my rules. Oh. So I generally do fruit till lunchtime and then I do all my veggies in the afternoon. That's a good idea. And I, I'm probably the same except for I have a, like a shake in the morning. Yep. Like a, and I just put in the um, Nutribullet 
But I put I was eating kale for a while, but I actually put spinach in. Oh, yeah, nice. Spinach, you cannot taste it. Yeah. So you can just put as much spinach as you like in this thing, and you're getting some veggies in the morning, yeah. and you don't even know you're eating it. Um, I also have you tried rocket? Rocket? No, I've heard about, I've heard negative things about rocket. Yeah, I think I think rocket. Um, well, so, I, I like rocket from more of like the nitrates of like getting mm-hmm. that that kind of similar to beetroot. Yeah, because um, I I heard I well I watched sorry I read a blog about or a news article about um, the hipsters' um, breakfasts with the rocket. And how rocket's really not good for you. So I have heard the negative things yeah. about that. So I'm like, oh, I'm, I do eat rocket, but it's not something I'll put in things. Um, Is it not good? Yeah, it, it, well, it depends. It's like, you know, it's like kale, right? Some of these guys that, you know, give kale to people in, in areas where they're not used to eating kale. Yep. And they just get, it has the exact opposite. Mm. Yeah, right. You know, it's the same with rocket and it's the same with, you know, spinach. Like it's the same with lentils and chickpeas. Mm, yeah. And I guess yeah. it's something to do with your, um, your uh, gut microbiome. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I've, I put in my shakes, which is really, my partner looked at me this morning and goes, what are you putting in your shake? I actually put olive oil in my shake. Oh, yeah, nice. Because I don't eat a lot of olive oil. Uh, yeah, nice. Or eat or drink a lot of olive oil, but it's really good for so good. your heart. It's really good for... It's really good for you. So, um, and that was on Joe Rogan this week. Walnuts is another one. So they did this. Uh, they did the study, and I'm going to stuff it up completely. But it was something around heart attacks and heart health, and people that drank. And uh, they did a study where people drank a liter of olive oil a week, which is a lot of olive oil. A liter. Yeah, a liter. But they, it was a, it was like an extreme study. Yeah, it's like. And a... <laughs> they were all heart attack victims. It's like a greasy motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but they they uh, did this massive study. And all the people that took the olive oil, their risk of a re, a re, another heart attack um, was reduced by, it was a ridiculous amount, like 70 or 80% from what from olive oil. The other really cool thing I learned was around walnuts being really good because they look like a brain. They're really yeah. good for your brain. A handful of walnuts every single day. So yeah. they go in my shakes every day. That's good. Olive yeah. oil and walnuts. Um, olive, uh, walnuts apparently, and I'm going to stuff the stats up, just research this for yourself, but they reduce Alzheimer's, the, the risk of Alzheimer's or, um, uh, what was the other one? Um, uh, what's the other one? I'm getting it now. <laughs> <laughs> Alzheimer's and... Parkinson's. Not, not Parkinson's, just the... <laughs> dementia. Uh, dementia. Dementia, yeah. Uh, reduces that as well by like I think it was sixty or seventy percent. I had to mention then I forgot that I had. It. I just had. Yeah. I mean, I cured. need. To, I obviously need to eat more walnuts, but no, just information overload. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, walnuts, olive oil are part of my staple diets, and then yeah, just chuck in some bit of fruit from this week. Hey, from this week on. Uh, I've been I've been drinking having I knew this olive oil thing and walnuts for a long time. Oh wow. Yeah. But I've only Thanks just, for sharing. Yeah, I've just started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just started putting it in my um, shakes this, this week. I'm like, I don't. I was having salads every day, and I don't have those anymore. Yeah. So I just um, yeah, introduced olive oil again. But you can't even taste it. You can't taste the olive oil. You can't taste the um, spinach leaves, and it's just this really nutrient. What, what's in the rest of your shake? Um, I put hemp seeds. Yeah, nice. In there, um, walnuts. I put um, chia seeds in there, just yeah. a spoonful. I do put protein powder. Yeah, chocolate. Chocolate, of course. Mm. Um, some pros. Is it a plant-based one? Yep, plant-based. Okay. I do uh, also put. I just put ice and berries. Yeah, berries. So I'll put blueberries, strawberries, yeah, nice. and banana in there. So you're getting nice. the energy from the ice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I don't use. I used to put coconut milk or some other milk in. It. I just do water. Yeah, nice. So no water. peanut butter or anything. No peanut butter. The, 
just putting reducing the soy milk or the coconut milk or whatever you want to put in there was 300 cut like 300 calories or something mm. i'm like i can reduce my intake of calories by 300 grams if i just put water in my shake i'm like i'll just do that and it tastes fine once again my partner looks at me and goes i don't like your shakes anymore I'm like well they taste fine to me and i'm just reducing the calories and increasing the nutrients what else do i put in there i put a um a scoop of this like um red and green vegetable powder oh, nice like your, that's your, good your like essential greens essential greens and yeah. reds nice i put that in there i put some magnesium in there like yeah, i've got nice. this powder magnesium and protein i think that's it really Jesus Christ. we're gonna that's what we're gonna do is we're gonna make this drink and we're gonna put it in a supplement form so you can just add water to it <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, a yeah. that is a beast of a, it's a shake. Beast. so it's like full superfood uh, shake. James yeah. wakes up at three AM just to make his shake. Yeah. Man, it takes me honestly. It's there. It takes me literally five minutes. Yeah, straight in. Straight in. Is that what you have for breakfast? I have it for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. nice. And then nice. lunch, I'll have just a stir fry, and whether I eat dinner or not depends yeah. on, on. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm trying to eat, but it's an easy. I don't think about it. It, it tastes, works. Tastes fine. It's efficient. And on the weekends, I have a nice egg, uh, eggs benny or something. Mm, eggs benny. <laughs> what do you have for breakfast, Ash? Just uh, black coffee with a little bit of cream. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> hey, that so, works too. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I try and I've, I've been, I mean, messing around with a whole heap of different things. I haven't gone down that healthy route yet. Um, but I did do, I did carnival for a couple of weeks and I had really good benefit of just eating. Um, it was more the lion diet. I don't know if you've heard of that. So it's yeah, just yeah. steak basically and salt. Yeah. And then water. Um, and I lost a lot of weight, but then I came off some medication. I think I've covered this before on the it's, podcast. It's like, the, it's like the anti-vegan diet. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then I came off some medication, which was some um, antidepressants, and they threw me for six for like four or five weeks where I felt hungover all the time. So when you feel hungover, like you're just eating whatever it is. is yeah. And then since then, I haven't been back on, yeah. back on that path. And then... Um, I was trying to do some intermittent fasting, like with the old keto, like getting my body into ketosis. So I would just have a black coffee with some cream in it in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then I would try and last that throughout the whole day and then have dinner at night, which was either a steak, a big steak, um, or some steak and veg. Yeah, nice. yeah I'm, no, I'm no dietitian either. But yeah, depending on what your body type is, sometimes it's actually good to have small meals to keep your metabolism burning because the fire can go out. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, and that's that's why I'm asking is because, um, yeah, obviously what I'm doing, or not obviously I'm not obese or anything, but what I'm, well, I probably am, actually. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> technically on the BMI, but um, but yeah, ooh, what I am doing at the moment, I, I want to shake it up. So yeah, nice. And I mean, I've start, I've tried I've tried plant based. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, pun intended. Shake it up in the mornings. Yeah. <laughs> but I have pl tried plant based. That didn't work well for me because um, I found Oreos were vegan. Yeah. Out. So lots of Oreos. there goes that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I lived on Oreos. <laughs> I th I've always felt um, great veggies and veggies and fruit. Uh, for for me, I don't know. I don't know if you feel the same because we got kind of similar body types. I've sugar. I love fruit. Yeah. I just love. I've always loved fruit, chocolate as well, dark chocolate. But fruit, man, I love fruit. So I can smash milk chocolate until the cows come home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, and I'm more of a dark, and it's it is a bit of a health conscious choice as well to go dark. 
Dark chocolate, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I can have two squares of that shit. Whereas milk chocolate, two blocks, easily. <laughs> Yeah. Just. What um? What made you go vegan? Um. Was there? Uh, my blood work. When I looked at what my, um, my blood markers, what was happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I was just. I just didn't turn back after that. Yeah. Right. Um, you, do you know the blood markers? So. Um, Are you looking at? Yeah. Or a couple of them. Yeah. So like obviously um things like B12 and iron and like all your normal blood markers and just looking at significant difference. I found, um. You know, I had like a huge increase in like vitamin D, which, you know, you know, almost 90%, probably more people are vitamin D deficient. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, that's a big win mm-hmm. um, because then things start to happen. I noticed, you know, everyone says around B12, like when you're vegan and stuff, but that wasn't affected. Um, so, yeah, just, just all your normal blood market, just everything was raised when I started to see it. And then I made an effort just to get it tested every six months. Yeah, just right. to kind just of to make sure. Just to reiterate that I was doing the right thing. Because again, I like to say if it's working for me, that's okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell you how to do it. That's a, that's the thing. I'll never tell you. Like I'll give you ideas of like what works well and go and try it. What what I love about you, Jordan, is that I don't know you're a vegan. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you haven't told me yet, except yeah. for like, since we've asked. Yeah. You know how you know sometimes you just like um, get a little bit of, and I was very conscious of that when I was vegan. I'm like, I'm not judging anyone else. You can do whatever you want. I'm doing my own thing. And I was very conscious not to kind of, you know, Bible, yeah. Bible bash people. Yeah, and people close to me know, like, they mm. respect it too. Yeah. Like, it's not like, you know, I'm going to hammer you if you go and order steak. Yeah. Like, you know, I've, you know, I'm like fully respectful around that. I don't, it, it doesn't, I don't, I'm not judgmental again. And like, mm. your identity to being some kind of nutrition, I was like, yeah, no, that's not me. Yeah. Like, this is just how I eat. I feel good. Yeah, it's, but you're doing it because like, you, you want to do it because it's good for your body. Yeah. I did it because I didn't want to harm animals. I went through a kind of a bit of a spiritual thing and um, I didn't want to harm animals and that, that's kind of my reasoning. But I, I really still do love meat. But uh, I think too, like, uh, something that I do try and bang on is we're in a privileged position here of being able to choose what we can eat. Yeah. You know, we've got access to really good sources of food. Um, and I think, you know, if I lived in a different country where I didn't have the options, maybe I might have to eat a little different way. But because I'm here, um, I get access to like some really cool sources of food, which makes it a little bit easier to make my decision. Yeah. And now there's a lot of restaurants and um, cafes and everyone's catering for the uh, the vegetarians or the vegans or the dietary um, special dietary requirements. Yeah. So oh, it's yeah. it's really good. You can still go out and and that's why breakfast is awesome as well because you can Have get a, toast. A, a good bloody <laughs> vegan breakfast, no problems. I'm a big a big fan of acai bowls, like a good acai bowl yeah, with yeah. peanut butter and. We're taking not, you not for fan? smoothies, Ash. Not a fan? Or we... Yeah, what I need to do is come to a five-day retreat. You'll eat anything after that. Yeah, we can eat everything after that. Yeah, I'll be, I don't know. Pancakes. I'll be the entertainment. I'll be dying. <laughs> Help you guys me. will just be like, just chill out, man. <laughs> Bashing my head against the wall to try and knock me out for another four hours. <laughs> yeah, I reckon the mental challenge would be huge. Huge. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, these, these kind of... Um, the dudes that I do it with are very experienced. Mm. So it's not like, you know, you're just walking into a, you know, unsupervised, some yeah. rogue, like, yeah. 
you know, here's no food for five days. So I've got a question. Yeah. Have you got a question? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have a question? I did have a question, but you go. I want to know about Jordan's journaling uh, techniques. Before we oh. go to the journaling, can I ask one more thing about just. You want to keep it on topic? Just, yeah, just How on, dare you? on, he- on <laughs> health. Do you have any other big changes that you've made in your daily routine or life? That have made a massive difference to your health in terms, whether it's eating or exercise. Is there anything like you go, if I, this one thing really changed the way uh, my life and lifestyle has is now because of because of this one thing? Is there any? Um, I would say probably the biggest one is just kind of eating with like-minded people. Um, so like eating, you know, like with others, um, whether you share meals, like again with your family or like whatever. I found that that has been such a big thing to. Um, remove that ability where like the weekends is like catch up with the boys and do all that like that's still there Mm -hmm. but I've found that if you kind of bring people together and you share food together like that's been probably one of the biggest things Um, probably in the last 10 years where you're just connecting with others over food I think it's been lost in like this world of like Uber Eats and all that kind of stuff like there's a place for it but I think um, I found a real joy in like getting people together and like you share, you know, all your food together and you actually talk like how we used to, I guess, when we're growing up. And that's helped with connection and... I think it's also been like a really good way to kind of deal with some of the stuff like stress-wise. Obviously, you don't need to be open, especially if you've got guests, but it's, you know, it's kind of nice listening to other people's stories as well and realising that you're not the only one going through. Yeah. You know, some kind of stress or like, you know, it's easy for us when we go home to our own four walls and it's like all of our problems are the biggest problems in the world. Yeah. So it's connection, yeah. mental health, putting things in perspective, um, community. I feel like, yeah, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. We're on the, I'm on, I'm sitting on the couch watching TV while I'm eating dinner. Yeah. Community. I would love like community. I would love a group house with like six people in it <laughs> yeah. honestly i would and just catch up at dinner every hell yeah i would love it mm. just and be like yes yeah, like a commune mm. yeah Definitely. and it's similar it's it's like similar to that like a lot of the stuff i got f- um three other brothers so like when we catch up there's like six people around a dinner table right and generally we'll all invite someone else so it's like 12 people sitting around having dinner um and it's a way that not only we get to catch up but it's something that we just like you actually enjoy um, you know, you put all your differences aside, mm. but it's, it's more the fact that, okay, you can vent and just talk shit and like, just, it's not, there's no judgment, like yeah. take whatever you want away from it and talk in the car right, on the way home. But it's like, yeah, this is a really interesting answer. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I found, <laughs> I found that's a big one. I just, yeah. I just think it's just missing now where, you know, everyone's about community and this, that, but they've really lost that connection of mm-hmm. like connecting with people like sharing meals, like how we used to. Yeah. I think if we can get back to that, you know, some of the mental health problems, if anything, would be brought to like a bit more of a surface and be like, yeah, you know, I'm grateful that I have you and you and you sitting here mm. listening to stuff. So Yeah, and sometimes you just need someone to listen, right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> journals can and I, diaries. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask about your journals? Yeah. So I'm fascinated with journals. I don't keep a journal. I want to. Um, Why don't you? <laughs> it, well, for update, quick update on Ash. I just got diagnosed with ADD today, A, or AD, I don't know, ADHD nice. or something. Yeah, so and I was like, power. oh, that's yeah, superpower. 
but it turns out yeah. when you're tired and stressed, it's really hard to concentrate. Yeah. So anyway, we'll be working with a psych um, to deal with that throughout in the future. Um, literally just came from the testing. Yeah, right. And to find out if I did it. So maybe it has something to do with that. But I've always loved the idea of journals. I have started to keep them before. Um, I had an anxiety journal when I was going through some stuff to write, just write down about um, just mind mapping. Like, what am I anxious about? Okay, how can I deal with these problems just to get it out on paper? Nice. Um, and it's something that I do want to bring into our family environment. Paul said that he sits down with his kids and, and journals every night or every night. I don't know. Mm. But, and it's something that I have thought about doing as well. Um, but I'm fascinated and I've always wanted to, like, get something in practice. So... Could you share a little bit about your journaling practice? Because I, I feel like it, it would be quite intense. But yeah, no. And it's, some people might be like, "What the fuck, Ash, are you talking about?" Yeah, now? but I don't but, think I don't think it's intense. I'm more I think it's like getting the thoughts out of your head so that you can go to sleep like that night. Yeah. I think like you know you've had a stressful day, you've had some kind of conflict, or like you know shit's gone wrong. Like, if someone opened my journal, they'd be like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, what are you even talking about? Which so is you're, fine. So you're just doing a mind dump? Just getting bed. stuff out, you know, I'll write thoughts out, you know, like old stuff that's happened or like there's no real structure to it. What I find there is if once I start writing, yeah, I generally either fall asleep mm -hmm. or I just get to a point where I'm like a bit more at ease like when I do, if I have a racing mind or whatever, like mm. before I go to sleep. I think like just getting stuff down in there, like sometimes it's bullet points, sometimes it's just like two paragraphs, sometimes it's two pages. Yeah. You know, like it's just like what if I could have done this better or, you know, like just stuff that, you know, tomorrow I need to do this. Like just not even like our diaries but more just putting stuff in there so you forget about it while you go to sleep. And what are you using for a journal? Just a notepad and like a is pen. It, is it blank paper? Blank page? Yeah, or blank is it page. Ruled? Yeah, ruled. Ruled. It's ruled? Yeah. Okay. You're yeah. very specific with Yeah, the very specific. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what does the cover look like? Is it hardcover, softcover? No, I think yeah, is, a it a moss, is it a pen and guy? paper. Yeah. <laughs> like, pen and paper, like, I found just the therapy of just mm. doing pen and paper. Which is, again, is, is kind one. of lost, right? We don't do a lot of that now. It's, again, like, coming back to the analog yeah. type stuff. It's journaling and reading for me because it keeps me away from my phone. My phone's in, like, the lounge room and I'm in my bedroom. Like, there's no... Yeah. yeah. Even my mentor said when, we, when we were writing goals or um, doing our planning, um, he, he said you know, he's all about the 1%, but it's like if you're using pen on paper, there's more intent than mm. just typing. It's more in, there's more intent there into the universe or whatever you're creating. Yeah. Uh, just get back to the, that organic pen and paper. Yeah, there's a reason why it's stuck around for so long, I reckon. Anyway, it's, I just... It's also, thanks, it's easy not to do as well, you know. It's like, again, you've got to be again? disciplined on it, like, you know. Ash is dis <laughs> disciplined. But I think if you've, got, if you've got that book there and your pan, like, on your bedside table, I think that's that's a start. Yeah. You know, you know that when you go, like, you can write. It's then if you're going to leave it open because it could be private. Yeah. You know, do you have a partner? I don't, no. So oh, I was going to say, lucky bastard. So yeah, <laughs> because I I was like, I want to I want to start reading before bed, and it's like, but trying to sleep next to a person that's sleep deprived, 
And it's then, huge. Like with reading a book, mm-hmm. it's like, could you, it's, yeah, it's yeah, like, hey, I'm, I'm just going to pull your exactly. tooth. Just, just stay still. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's right now, it's easier because there, you know, there's no one there. Yeah. yeah. But like, there has been times where it is, you go through those challenges of like, how do I deal with this? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know it's important to me, but like, you've also got to be respectful of someone else. Yeah. Alex, yeah. Alex was reading in a book the other night in bed and I was trying to sleep and she goes, you like, do you mind if I just, and I'm like, yeah, it's okay. And I'm like, deep down, I'm going, how am I supposed to fucking sleep with a light on? <laughs> and I'm just mask. trying to sleep. And I'm like, just go, and I'm like, no, it's all right. I'm like, mm, maybe I should just say, this is not cool. <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> not, not, this isn't too cool. But um, no, it's fine. I, uh, yeah, I think now if she's reading, I'll just pick up my book and start reading. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll be fine with that and just deal with it. Because I've got a book. I actually um, prefer to read. Um, books rather than electronically or yeah, audio. Nice. I just like yeah, to I'm pick it up and just dive in there and, you know, get that kind of problem. Yeah, see, I get addicted to books. So if I'm, like, into a book, like, I will not put it down. Like, I read 1984 the other day. Oh, nice. Yeah, and, like, I, well, it was actually the other day. It was nine months ago. It was over, <laughs> it was over Christmas. <laughs> but over the Christmas holiday. And I was like, teacher, you want to go to the beach? And I'm like, oh, reading. Like... And I'd like fit like, but I couldn't put it down. So like, books for me are dangerous in a way. That's good. Uh, I, I I've got this book I've been reading for over a year. I, it's good book, but I'm just like, it's not one of those can't put it down books. Yeah. But I've also like to finish it. I won't yeah, start see, something. Else. I, I, I want to finish it because st- I'm still enjoying the story, but it's not like, well, this is great. Yeah. Well, you saw that book that I got. It's like 800 pages. I found it. It's um, you the what is it? About face. I don't know. Have you ever heard Jocko Willink? Have you heard yeah, of Jocko yeah, Willink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jocko Willink refers to this book all the time. Oh, right. And I was down. I think I know the one you're talking it's about. Yeah. somewhere and I walked past an op shop and Tish wanted to go in and I went straight to the books and I found this Stop book for it. $3. Stop it. And Tish was like, why are you getting that book? And I'm like, <laughs> babe, look it up on eBay. They're like going for $378. And I was like, I've got to read it. I've got to read it. So but you, I'm Have like, you started it? Haven't started it because ah, yeah. I'm worried. I, I have I've, I've looked <laughs> in bits and pieces of it, and I'm like, oh, I reckon this is gonna be a good book. But 800 pages, man. Yeah, and how small are the words? Because you know how some books you read, I'm like this one looks like a pretty easy read. Usually, yeah. self development books are quite, you know, yeah. quite simple to read. It doesn't take long to get through it. And then you pick up these fantasy novels, and they're like, the words are like this big. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is uh, quite like, dense. It's yeah. like size four. Yeah. Font. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, is it 800 pages dense or is it 800 pages? It's pretty dense. Yeah. There's pictures though. There's some pictures. Oh, nice. But, yeah, it's pretty dense. It's about face, right? About face. Colonel Huckworth. Yeah. Colonel. General. If Jocko Willock's recommending it, it must be pretty on. Yeah. I hope you're ready. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, but I'm like, I'm I'm scared to start it because I'm worried. (laughs) Maybe I should come to a five-day retreat and not eat anything and just (laughs) Just sit there and fucking read. Yeah. Just that's a good idea. I think a, a three day water fast would be a good a good place to start for a, yeah absolutely or even a well, one day or so two day and start, work your way up. I mean, start I, with one and do forty eight hours and then do seventy two. I'm not unfamiliar with fasting. I have never done a three day fast or a twenty four hour fast, but I have. Um, and I was wondering if you could maybe talk to this. Um, James alluded to it before. Pre- preparation. So I know that if I eat carbohydrates, in like pasta or whatever on the night, the next day 
I will have hunger pains. Whereas if I eat like a high fat meal or a steak or something, no hunger pains at all. Is that something that you think of going into a fast before you start a fast? Like what does it, yeah. like what does your three day fast, which you just throw out randomly? How do you, how do you prepare for that? It's I mean, bit, obviously with yeah. I mean, you got to be really careful. Like you're not. I'm not eating pizza and stuff before I go into a fast. I'm eating you know pretty much what I normally do. I'm not yeah. eating foods that I don't normally eat. You know, can I'm not, you not, for for us novices <laughs> in the fasting world what what's the recommendation to prep for a three-day fast yeah i think just go clean like as clean as you possibly can um before you do it probably like 24 even 48 hours i recommend i think if you're going to do a three-day water fast treat it like a five-day experiment where you eat really you know cleanly coming in and coming out and then obviously you the most important part is when you finish so no big weekends beforehand yeah don't do that that's easy (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's so easy. A big weekend is looking after the kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, don't. I, I think too, like, I wouldn't eat anything that I don't normally eat before I fast. So it's like when I go to a big race, it's like I don't eat anything that I don't normally train on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I know it works. Yeah. What is your guilty pleasure? Uh, I wouldn't say guilty. <laughs> I just, I like pizza guilty. and burgers like everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, yeah, I wouldn't say that I, you know, I'm I'm not, I don't crave stuff like, you know, I don't need to go out and get burgers and mm. pizza all the time. It's just, I just don't crave it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's interesting. I think the more that I've dived into nutrition, I look at stuff like, you know, where people are plant-based, right? But they're eating like, you know, fake meats and fake yeah, cheese. Yeah. And I'm like, what's the point? What is, what is, your, yeah, what is your opinion on the, on the fake stuff? Because I've, no, I think, I've heard, no way. Like, yeah. I'm a, it's pretty heavily know, processed, isn't it? That's it's stuff. terrible. Yeah. Like, and you know, keep it clean, like single yeah. ingredient foods, put it together, like construct your own bowls, like mm. with single ingredient foods. Don't be like buying stuff because, again, like convenience. Yeah. If you want to eat meat, eat meat. Yeah, like right. just eat single ingredient foods. Like if you if people got back to that too, I think yeah. it would help a lot of stuff. Well, again, yeah, that's it. You know, like it's you know, it's it's so simple. What you said before around how you were doing steak and salt, it's two ingredients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I yeah, I've been meaning to try and get back to doing that. It's frigging dealing with, well, not dealing. I shouldn't say dealing, but having a partner. Where she doesn't have to worry about what she eats. She's one of these lucky people that can just process whatever the hell she wants. And she's breastfeeding as well. So that's just ripping the, the weight off her. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <I would> like. <laughs> it is. It's just like just breastfeeding. Like, love that. It's like, it's like fucking hell. Anyway, um, so she's doing a bang up job with that. But it's like I'll get home when my um, motivation to stay on the path is very little because I've been not, you know, I've been eating very little all day and then she'll have like a pasta bag or something made up and you're like, ooh. Mm. <laughs> or like a risotto. And it's like, ooh, I'll have a, I'll just have a little bit of that, a little bit. Or, or like you said, we'll go out and meet someone for a dinner and it's like straight away, it's like, oh, well, I guess, I guess it won't matter. Yeah. You know, so it's like you really got to, Especially when you've got a baby and like you're both tired, it's very easy to, to you know, just be convenient. Plus, so there's a part of when I eat, 
eating makes you feel good. There's a part of it like I'm just so stressed and tired and I just want to feel good. I'm just going to eat something good and feel good. Oh, yeah. There's a part of that to it as well, right? Yeah. Because I find sometimes I'll, I'll have some chocolates in the coven and I'm like, oh, this is delicious. It makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah, and like I think whole you need pizza. to lean into that too. Yeah. 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 I think that's um, – but again, it's like, how often do you do that? Mm. That's the difference. Every we, week. Well, that's and that's all the thing. day. I think, like, <laughs> looking at that, it's like yeah. obviously there's something going on yeah. in the week that's triggering you. So there's, it's not the food. It's like, what is it? Yeah, hundred percent. I actually, and I'm going to talk to this, um, and we might have to cut it out. Oh. Well, I got stoned a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> you were overseas, weren't you? I was overseas at the time. <laughs> Because um, I've obviously I've done meditation and I've done these vipassanas where you look at desire and aversion and I see I watch my brain work and I knew I'd get hungry when I did this and I was just by myself and I thought I'm going to put a good movie on I'm just going to sit there and watch this movie and I, I love sometimes um, watching a movie like that because you just get so you, my focus just dials right in nice um, and I'm like I'm not going to I'm not going to get some chocolate or anything. I'm just going to resist. I'm just going to have a nice healthy meal and I'll sit on the couch and I'll watch this movie. And I'm sitting on that couch watching this movie and my mind goes, get some chocolate. <laughs> and then once it's in there. And then I'm like sitting there going, no, I'm not going to get some chocolate. Like, get some chocolate. Yeah. Get some chocolate. Get some chocolate. And the barrage of get, your, get some chocolate thoughts that came into my mind in half an hour, there would have been over 200 barrages of attacks from my mind going get some chocolate get some chocolate get some chocolate it's crazy and because i was stoned i'm like i was actually seeing my brain work and and almost like visualizing it coming in i'm like what the fuck is going on <laughs> no wonder i i cave so easily it is relentless my mind is relentless at making me want chocolate the desire was was full on and i'm like obviously i went and got some chocolate do you know some people can't don't have that inside voice yeah, some people can't. Yeah, they don't. And they, yeah. Yeah, I don't know where I heard that this week. But, but yeah, I got some chocolate and then it's. Could you imagine being stoned and being one of those people? One of those people? Get no. some chocolate, get some chocolate, get some chocolate, get some chocolate. <laughs> They'd be sitting there. <laughs> what about, yeah, because some people don't. Imagine if they couldn't get chocolate. Well, yeah. Yeah. Start losing their mind. Some chocolate. But it's amazing. Once I had that chocolate, my, my mind focused on something else. I focused on the movie and it was fine. It's so interesting. It's like it needed to. Get the Doritos. Get the Doritos. It, it, yeah. It, it's, it was like really eye-opening for me because I'm like, wow. Chocolate's your vice. Yeah. It was like bang, 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 bang. And I'm like, okay, I'll get some. Um, caved. One time when I was overseas, and <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, my mind went, get the Doritos. And then I went and got the Doritos. <laughs> yeah. After probably three three times of get the Doritos, get the Doritos my willpower is like I was. Uh, <laughs> and it felt I good. was listening. Oh. oh wait, it gets worse, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> then it's like make that mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> dip that Dorito into that mac and cheese and use it as a dip. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> it was like things just taste so good, don't they? Oh my god. <laughs> I was like. Man, I just... I reckon you could have like a stoned kitchen where it's like a... <laughs> just have all these like weird and wonderful dishes. Yeah. But yeah, Doritos and uh, mac and cheese. That was a eye-opening experience, James. Yeah. It's, but it's yeah. crazy how the mind works and how desire works and and how to... And that just made it very obvious to me how 
how relentless your mind can be at just focusing on that desire and making, you know, and kind of, I'm not going to say it forced my hand, but it made me. Yeah, you're like, yeah, shut me, up. Yeah, it's like, like just, I can concentrate on the movie now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was so. So cool. It was, yeah, it was just this really weird awareness. Anyway, um, chocolate is good. Chocolate is Chocolate's good. Chocolate's delicious. Yeah. All this talk of food. <laughs> what am I going to have tonight? <laughs> um, well, I'm, what time are we on? Are we pretty? Uh, six o'clock. Uh, yeah. Doing pretty well. Feeling Over good. Over an hour? Over an hour? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Any, have you got any, um, is there anything else you want to ask around nutrition or anything? No. I, well, maybe, do you reckon you can give us a quick, Game plan. I know you don't like to give advice, yeah. but like, give us maybe. Could you give me a quick game plan? Like, just I mean, we've obviously had a bit of a discussion today. What would you be like? To just maybe try a couple, these couple of things really quickly. So, like for me, my takeaway from this conversation is maybe I should try um, and simplify my meals again. Maybe try and do that shake that mm-hmm. James is yeah. talking about, and then maybe um, get to a point where I could do a three day fast. Um, and then my other takeaway is like trying to get out and experience the journey and doing some walk arounds and then trying to build in my fitness throughout, through experiences rather than actually chasing the things. But is there anything that maybe, that maybe you could recommend that I, that I do that maybe some people out there might get some benefit from? Yeah. I think if we get back to the simplicity of stuff, um, you know, the basics work best, whether we're in the gym, we're doing Kung Fu, like, mm-hmm. you know, as monotonous as they are sometimes. Yeah, like, wax on, wax off. Basics are the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, find what works for you food-wise. Again, just go back to simple ingredients. Yeah. You don't need to make complex meals every night to taste delicious either. You know, like, you can work together three or four things and you've got something that's not going to take you two hours to put together. Um, so I think... One of the big things that I have is, is, is basing my days around movement. Um, and so like just basic movements, like whether we are in the office or like I've found like sometimes I even have meetings like where I'm walking with people now um, and just getting them to be like, all right, we could just sit here, but could we maybe re- voice record ourselves and go for a walk outside in the sun? Like just thinking a little differently to what, um, you know, is the norm not yep. sitting around a boardroom all the time. There's a time and a place for it. But I think a lot of the stuff around meetings could be, you know, it can be quite productive as well where you can actually, you know, get outside. We live in a, normally a pretty good place where it's not raining, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, apart from the last year. But I think, like, coming back to that movement of just keeping it simple, nutrition, just keeping it simple, try and find what works. Um, again, like, just single ingredients. Just start with that. Don't make it complex. Has it, have you come across anything um, where you've been tested or have found tests to find out what nutrition works best for, for you? Uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say nutrition. I'd, I'd really go by feeling. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I know like there's certain things where I wouldn't say like I was finding that um, – when I was eating certain combinations of food, I was, you know, a bit lethargic. Like, I didn't feel that good. Like, having too many oats in the mornings, right? Like, I'm starving some mornings. So, mm-hmm. overdo it sometimes. Yeah. You know, I don't need six cups of oats. 
Yeah. You know, like four cups of oats is fine, split over two meals. You know, like that's how I would do it. I would have an oats in a bowl and I'd have oats inside a smoothie. But having six cups of oats just destroyed me for the whole day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How know? many meals are you eating during the day? I try and squeeze in at least four and maybe a smoothie. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't have any more than that. I just... And they're smaller meals? Not They're not big... They're like kind of smaller. Yeah, I, w- I would say like, you know, I have a, a protein source um, and then, you know, I've got my fruits and veggies around that, eat a lot of nuts and stuff and, and um, throw in like heaps of seeds as well. So it's like my bowls, are, they look quite dense, mm-hmm. but they're actually not. They're just really small. You know, yeah. I eat lots of like ferments like kimchi and sauerkraut and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So again, I try and go for lots of colours. But they are quite dense. Like I feel very full when I finish, but I'm not, you know, I can't get off the couch or get off the table. Yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. No, there's nothing worse than feeling like you've overeaten and you're no, full. Just terrible. the worst feeling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Huge. I hate it. I hate going out for dinner and you go, oh, man, I have eaten fucking way too much. Yeah, I think, and I think yeah. like. <laughs> I don't mind it. <laughs> Yeah, I think just, Ash, to be honest, like just figure out stuff that works. Like, you know, I don't want to sugarcoat it for people, but the boring stuff is the best. Yeah. And that's how I eat, man. I'm just boring. And my partner knows it's boring. She goes, how can you eat the same thing? I can eat the same thing for lunch. Well, can we talk on that? Three or four times a day. I find when I'm single, I'm pretty onto it and pretty like I'm happy. I don't have to, but partners get involved and it's like, why does it matter what the fuck I eat? Uh, you're not eating it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a good, but, it's a good question. I think like the communication around that is a big one yeah. of like, you know, most people eat very acutely where they're just thinking of their weekly goals. They're not thinking like long-term longevity. Mm-hmm. They're just thinking, you know, I'll just eat this meal tonight. But then that tonight turns into, you know, 52 weeks of the year. Yep. Suddenly then you've had 52 weeks, 52 nights where you've eaten, you know, like something that you probably shouldn't have. Indulged. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny though. Like <laughs> I do, I can easily eat boring, like when I'm on and again, like I'm a bit all or nothing, but when I'm on, I can eat just steak, you know, like I used to eat a bag of spinach by itself as a snack. Like back in the day, yeah. like I can, I'm quite happily, I can quite yeah. happily eat boring food. <laughs> a bag of but that was a snack. That was a snack for me once upon a time. Yeah, okay, it was just it. spinach, just normal ease. Okay, Popeye. Anyway, yeah, it didn't. Yeah, I only did it a couple of times, but it's yeah. A, it's or sardines. Thing. I I would yeah. smash sardines by myself. Yeah, I used to, I used to eat cans of tuna by itself. Yeah, the sardines are a whole different game to tuna. I reckon. Yeah. Oh, sardines are gross. Like cat food. <laughs> yeah, it's like whole fish with skeletons and all sorts of oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that is gross. Yeah. I but think, too, people looking for always like that secret sauce, and it's not. It's basically in the basics. Basics um, and consistency, right? Yeah, like when I, um, so in June, I did 33, I did a marathon every day for 33 days, and everyone was Jeez. like asking me, um, you know, what did you eat? What is it? What is it? What is it? And I was like, it's literally, I'm just having oats blueberries, hemp mm. seeds, like mm-hmm. it's very basic. Yeah. It's, it's even, you know, my electrolyte profile when I'm racing is, you know, dextrose, magnesium, potassium. It's nothing. Mag- yeah. Magnesium is a, is a fucking game changer. Huge. 
like phenomenal. It is if you're not taking magnesium and you're doing a lot of sport, or it is just the best thing for your body. I would say, like you know, apart from getting your omega threes in, I would say that magnesium would you know is almost on par mm-hmm. with having that. And if people can improve their omega three to six ratio, things are a hell of a lot different. Throw in magnesium in there, and it's like it's, total I another can, animal. I can literally feel. The change in my body if I have magnesium that night, even sleeps better. Yeah. But I, my body will be because I, I get tight tendons and things. My body is just different if I yeah. take magnesium. It is like literally light and dark. And I think mm. too, like talking on supplements is you can't take supplements to outdo like a shitty diet. Mm-hmm. Damn it. You know, like <laughs> you know, you wanna you wanna just you wanna try and get your nutrition right first yeah. before yeah. you start dialing in on supplements because I see people stack supplements, but I look at their nutrition and like I was like, well, you just actually there was something on the Huberman <laughs> podcast. Um, I'm gonna fuck it up, but uh, I think he had Peter Tier on or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. And yeah. he's like, yeah, if you're if you don't have your <laughs> basics right, you have no rights buying any fucking supplements. Yeah. It's true. I mean, and you can feel it too. It's like, you know, even with like training stuff as well in the gym, like the basic movements work best, mm-hmm. Yeah. you know. Yeah, and even Kung Fu. It, like it's Kung the Fu, basics. Exactly. It's the basics that matter. We, we, we do our basics every single time we go because they, want, they are what matter. And even in tennis, um, they'll do the overhand, they'll do the basic shots over and over again because yeah. they're the ones that win the match. Not, not, the ones ones. That, not the ones that are underneath the leg. Yeah, no, it's the, it's the basic moves. It's those over and over. That's what wins the consistency, those things. And it's like the 80-20 rule I use. It's like during the week, just keep it clean, basic. Yeah. Experiment on the weekends, have good dinners on the weekends. But just keep – I'm all about the fuel and keeping the calories down during the week. And what's good for my body, I want to make sure I'm getting good, good nutrients. I'm going to change the subject here really quickly before we go. <laughs> but I found out where the term knocked up comes from. Have you heard this? No. Nah. Have you heard this? Nah. So just on topic with the accidental <laughs> fatherhood thing. So it's really bad. It's, it's, it's really bad. James, you may want to cut this out and edit it. So okay. it, comes from, it comes from back when there were slaves. If they were pregnant, you would knock the price up because they're going to get two. Ah, how fucked up is that? That's heavy. How (laughs) fucked up is that? Someone told me. So that is heavy. (laughs) James, if you wanted to sell your partner, you'd get more. Now's the time. (laughs) How bad is that though? That's like the rule of thumb. Do you know what the rule of thumb is? The stick that you had to hit. You couldn't hit your. You couldn't hit um, your your partner partner with a stick any thicker than your thumb. Wow, that was your rule rule of thumb. So you can. That's the, the thickest you can go. These that's just, a horrible one as well. Yeah, These are just true. sayings that we're just using every day. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. No context to yeah. it rule until now. Thumb. Rule of yeah. thumb and knocked up. Knocked up. That's yeah. so bad, eh? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I just found good. out and I knew that. Good I was awareness. like, I want to share that on the podcast. Yeah, just good awareness. Go, just before we go. <laughs> good awareness. Well, but, um, Jordan, it's been awesome chatting about fasting and nutrition and I actually loved where this conversation went and it, um, I didn't think we'd even talk about this stuff. Um, <laughs> I had no idea who was coming on today. <laughs> so love that. I was, yeah, blank slate. So I'm really grateful. Yeah, it's been really good. So, awesome. So if anyone wants to find you or um, follow you, is there, what, what are the best places to... Yeah, to I've be? got my own website, which is jordanchenry.com.au and then obviously the social media platforms as well. Yeah. started doing a few TikToks now, do yeah. some fun stuff. Nice. So. Yeah, well, you're a content creator, so I, I'm accept, 
expecting <laughs> good things. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should give you the videos to edit. Yeah, absolutely uh, not. So we'll, we'll chuck some um, links in the profile and they can um, find you there or follow you there. But it's been awesome chatting, man. And yeah, I'm, I'm actually really, I'm really interested in that five day fast just for, you know, life. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out when I can do that. Maybe the girls will give us a five day sabbatical. Maybe, maybe we do it all together. Yeah, that'd be that'd awesome. Be fun. We that'd just need fun. to get I'll a bring nice my book. Place. Yeah, bring your book. Bring a and couple then, of books. I'm going to be needed to distract myself somehow. I'm going to need to be tied down. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. There's no food in the fridge, so it doesn't I'll matter. I'll find a way. <laughs> He's resourceful. He's resourceful. <laughs> awesome. There's chewing gum on the back of the couch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So, well, yeah. thanks again, man. Thanks for coming in. Um, and, yeah. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next podcast. Good luck on your races too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, boys. See you, everyone. See you, guys.